Okay, you'd rather me do irreparable damage to the planet than know what Homestuck is. Thank you. Yeah, I would. You know what? I will go and burn the Amazon myself by hand, if you stay away from uh, Homestuck. Okay. <laughs> I figure let's uh, let's do the intro. Uh, we are an acropunk, and this week we're actually not gonna be a musicologist and a punk. Uh, we're actually hitting this up from the perspective of two people who make art. Nothing to do yes. with background, <laughs> nothing. Uh, but for the uh, you know uh, for the ledger, uh, since we're doing NFTs, uh, I'm Mike Fox, and I'm here with. Mike the Tig. Yeah, and uh, normally what we do is we take a look at an issue from the perspective of a uh, punk and a failed musicologist, but this week the playing field is totally level. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to throw in just one bit of music history for you, and we're going to start this out and then we'll get into non-fungible tokens. Um, did you know that the K Foundation, a.k.a. the KLF, the justified and ancient sons of Moomoo Land, in an abandoned boathouse, burned a million dollars of cash. There was one witness outside of a Hi8 video camera, and the whole process took about an hour or so. When asked about how they felt, they said it was pretty boring and wished it didn't take so long. So just keep this in mind as we go on and discover what's the deal with NFTs, and why are we even talking about them? <laughs> I think that's the perfect story to start with once we get where we're going oh. with this. Uh, but I'm just curious, were you familiar with the KLF before I sent you that link? Nope. They were, uh, they were really a product of their time, especially that point in the club scene in they England. Seem, like their sound seems like a lamer Chumbawamba. Um, yeah, and you know what? Chumbawamba, I think, is a, definitely um, a really appropriate w thing to like, liken them to, just as far as, you know, listening to it, you're like, oh, okay, it's just like, you know, sort of punky club music, but um, their history and uh, their attitude is the real deal, much like Chumbawamba. Uh, I mean, yes. he hence them burning a million dollars cash. Technically, it's a million quid, and it's 1994, so it's got to be about two, three million by today's standards. But let's not split hairs. That's 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 like the second most wildest thing I've heard happen in a hotel room of a rock band. The first <laughs> one is uh, a Nicky and the Stooges, where they drove a car into a swimming pool. Now, I can see one happening. I think I'd have a easier time with one than the other, and I won't tell you which. <laughs> Uh, so for this for this little episode, I know we were talking about it before we got started. I read the article by Anil Dash. NFTs weren't supposed to end like this, um, and Dash is one of the creators, along with an artist named Kevin McCoy of uh, NFT. And NFT stands for non fungible token. That doesn't matter whatsoever. Um, and as far as exactly how they work, 
that also doesn't matter. But, um, see, Dash, he was an artist and technologist. And he was, at the time when he created NFTs, he was working with auction houses and thinking a lot about property and transfer thereof, uh, specifically with art. And uh, I'm going to cut a lot out of his backstory, but the idea for NFTs came from uh, him working with an artist, Kevin McCoy, uh, for a series of, I believe it was lecture, uh, lecture themes. Um, and Kevin McCoy was the, uh, the victim of art theft on Tumblr. His art was being relogged without uh, attribution on Tumblr. I mean, we've all seen it. We've probably done it at some point and felt bad about it. And honestly, it's happened to me, uh, as well as every album I've ever released being on Russian bootleg sites, and I just don't give a shit. Um, I don't... Oh, man, you're big in Russia. You're like Aerosmith. Yeah. I mean, I just don't give a shit. Uh, but that's me, and I know a lot of other artists do get broken hearts over it, so... NFTs. I mean, I mean, honestly, my whole like view on that is depends who's ripping you off. If it's a corporation, like yes, be brokenhearted and be ready to sue. If it's just some random reposting your music, I honestly can't muster the energy to give a shit. Yeah, that's sort of where that's, I'm that's, at. That's just me. That's my attitude. I actually, I'm, I'm maybe it's I, when I see people have downloaded my art and re-uploaded it to uh, YouTube. I'm, I'm always my first question is how do they even know who I am? <laughs> Oh uh, man, that the did you know Joy Division? Since a punk fact for the day, Joy Division is the most bootleg ba band ever. Really? Yeah, and their like whole reaction was simply that meme, like, "Oh no!" Anyway. Yeah, which I think is kind of kind of correct. I think we talked about this when we talked about Napster. Yeah. <laughs> um, but NFTs were supposed to be an answer to digital ownership. Basically, it's using blockchain to verify a digital artifact. Um, now, I said we wouldn't get too detailed into what they are. I just want to say, when we say blockchain, we mean cryptocurrency. Um, calling uh, it blockchain is like the clean coal of tech bro bullshit. Um, blockchain is just shorthand. It's cryptocurrency. You know what I think bugs me the most about tech bro cryptocurrency? But you can buy illegal stuff off the internet. And, and I'm like, you know what my response? You, you know what else can get you illegal stuff without being, being traceable? Actual cash. Yeah. And, uh, and it's the funny because... The has done this for like... <laughs> 70 decades yeah cash has sort of worked uh and dash goes into it's like you know you can do all the same shit just cash like there's no reason to burn 10 trees <laughs> for, uh you know for the price of one um the very first nft ever made was a video of uh of somebody's wife and it was backed by namecoin uh without you know getting into the details as i said um you know, because it, honestly, if we get the details wrong, some sort of tech bro at bullshit asshole who should have been a blowjob is going to complain in the comments, and they still are. So who gives a shit? But yeah, but it's uh, an NFT uses technology that keeps the same technology that keeps people from copying and pasting bitcoins um, to tell the difference between an original piece of art and a copy and pasted one. Uh, it's a it's a way to say this is the original, except this, it's not, <laughs> and we'll get into that. This this is reminding me of that bit I saw in a video on art and fascism of who's afraid of pink and blue. I think it is, and someone redid it, but it's not the same thing at all. Yes, uh, yeah, there is yeah, it's a giving me the exact same vibe here. There and once we get into uh, the you know, that's exactly where my head went to with it. That's why I say we're on equal footing with this one because we're both just artists when it comes to what NFTs are doing to everybody. Um, 
Dash goes on to describe the current NFT hype in terms that remind me of the monetization of Y2K compliance in 1999. You're too young. Let's just say that. I don't even know what Y2K is. Y2K was a minor. Well, not the only thing I'm aware of is that it's some weird apocalyptic fear. Sort of. Um, there was a there was a glitch in code of some many very important computers in the late 90s where once it rolled over to 2000. Um, the computers wouldn't function properly because no one really expect, no one forethought, oh shit, when it goes to zero, zero, throws off the data. Um, and for stuff, you know, like air traffic control or banking, this was fairly important. Um, for stuff like your personal computer, it was absolutely unimportant. Um, but what it happened was it created a panic that people monetized, meaning they would sell, and I shit you not, uh, they would sell you toasters with a sticker on them that said, Y2K compliant, which mean, meant that they would not crash at midnight of the year 2000. Um, so it was basically people. How's a toaster crash? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but people were uh, people were afraid, uh, and it's so they just toaster. they just said, "All right, how can we make money off it? It's war profiteering, except it's more apocalypse profiteering." Uh, when it comes down to it, Y2K was a serious issue that's that serious people resolved long before it, you know, any fallout would have happened. Basically, they patched the code and said, oh, shit, okay, we fixed all the important shit. Took us a couple months, but, you know, uh, and now it's all good. But people who wanted to make money off it kept, uh, you know, pushing the fear. Um, the, only thing I, the only thing I know about Y2K is that The Simpsons had an episode on it. So did Family Guy, yeah, because that's uh, when yeah, fa Family, family, Guy. family Guy's original run happened during, uh, <laughs> during Y2K. That's how old the show is. Um, that was like the only time it was actually good too. Honestly. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, I, I still watch it, but I uh, just had a habit. Um, really, it's not funny. But um, so, regarding uh, what an NFT, how it's perceived by the creator, uh, Dash said, if you liked an artwork, would you pay more for it just because someone included its name in a spreadsheet? I probably wouldn't, uh, which is really the best explanation if we're going to avoid all the, uh, you know, the bits and bytes of how they work. That's kind of what it is, um, you know, but once you leave the technical details aside, putting artworks on a blockchain is like listing them in an auction catalog. It adds a measure of certainty about the work being considered. Uh, by default, copies of a digital image or video are perfect replicas indistinguishable from the original down to its bits and bytes. Being able to separate an artist's initial creation from mere copies confers power. And in 2014, when the project was started, it was genuinely new. Um, Dash goes on to say, and this part's uh, important because we're already seeing this, but the NFT prototype we created in a one-night hackathon had some shortcomings. You couldn't store the actual digital artwork in a blockchain because of technical limitations. Records in most blockchains are too small to hold an entire image. I mean, a certain, you know, when I make art, it can be two, three gigs sometimes. We're talking about kilobytes. Um, so many people suggested that rather than trying to shoehorn the whole artwork into a blockchain, one could simply just include the web address of an image or perhaps a mathematical compression of the work to use it to reference against the work elsewhere. And this is important. We took that shortcut because we were running out of time. Seven years later, all of today's popular NFT platforms 
still use the same shortcut. So what they did was they, they took this sort of unfinished, you know, sloppy project and said, we can make money out of it? Cool. And just grabbed it. Didn't think about it. Um, and he goes on to say, this means that when someone buys an NFT, they're not buying the actual digital artwork. They're buying a link to it. And worse, they're buying a link that, in many cases, lives on the website of a new startup that's likely to fail within a few years. Decades from now, how will anyone verify whether the linked artwork is the original? Right now, NFTs are built on an absolute house of cards constructed by people selling them. Um, and we already are seeing that now. People are, uh, people are buying NFTs, um, certainly not for the, uh, any love of the artwork. Um, and then they're waking up the next day, where'd my, where'd my NFT go? Oh, because you bought a you uh, bought a capitalism does an oopsie poopsie once again. Oh uh, yeah, and just for some historical context, because this is identical to uh, resource speculation uh, during Manifest Destiny, people would invent strips of you know gold, oil, silver in the Midwest and you know southern uh, southern U.S. and sell people shares in it, and it would never have existed. But they got rich doing it, and it was lucrative, so they kept doing it over and over. This is digital speculation. This is, and it's also, it's as damaging to the environment as actual speculation. Um, further, blockchain, cryptocurrency, has become the primary way to launder dirty money. Money that you maybe wouldn't use to buy child pornography, to fund a, a hit on someone, um, and which takes the equivalent of a small nation in energy to create. Uh, and generally, you know, with blockchain, the, um, the actual like material value of the uh, you know, cryptocurrency you create is less than it costs to create it. So you're burning more energy than you're getting out. Uh, it, it's, it, it's so short term, it's bullshit. Um, it's putting bad money after good to create, you know, cryptocurrency, which will represent nothing in 10 years for most people. Uh, and as I said, it's digital speculation uh, and it's predatory and sometimes done by actual predators. Uh. And this is where uh, so that's that's my history of it and giving you a little context on what's going on. So to summarize, um, there's it, to put it in very, very simple terms that the tech blowjob guys will get mad about. Um, it's basically someone's putting a link in a spreadsheet that says, this is where the original art was stored. And you own that. And... Ow! And so... My brain hurts listening to all of that. Yeah. And that here's makes, my issue with... Okay, the thing about, like, freaking cryptocurrency, it makes less sense than actual currency, because, like... Like, well, tell my dad about it was... About a cryptocurrency once, he was like, "Well, that's money. Well, that's money that they just, they just say exists. It doesn't really exist." And my response is, "Dad, that's the same way an actual economy works, except this yeah. is on a smaller, unregulated scale, which makes it a disaster." It, this is yeah, like when Nixon severed the gold standard a uh, long time ago. This is the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz, by the way, was a book about the silver standard. Um, and Wait, as, really? <laughs> yeah, the Wizard of Oz, uh, the Emerald City, Emerald Green. Emerald City was money. Yellow Brick Road led to nothing. It led to a wizard who was a phony. Uh, the gold standard was bad. Uh, Dorothy, she comes from a farming place. She's a farmer. The farmers were pushing for a silver standard because it would have been more liquidity for them. And the whole point of the Wizard of Oz was that um, 
the yellow brick road, the gold standard, uh, is bad and just a, you know, a house of cards, just like the wizard himself. That was the story of it. And so wow. that's, it's a very appropriate allegory for, uh, for NFTs, actually. Um, Remember, kids, money only exists because people say it exists. That is 100% it, fact. It's a means to an end, and the fact that, you know, billionaires live it up like it's their whole livelihood is kind of disturbing. If we all stopped believing in money and just relied on the intrinsic value of items, we would have a very different economy. Like, seriously, I am amazed people think money is so greatly. I'm like, it's just a means to an end. That's it's all a it tool. is. It makes trading and bartering easier. That's it, why it was invented. It, it was easier than ca actually carrying around 70 pounds of gold. Well, you know, this yes. stands for 70 pounds of gold. Oh, okay. And but speaking like, of intrinsic value, this is where uh, this is where you and I come in on it. Um, I'm going to throw this out there, and I'm going to see what you say on it. Uh, my problem with NFTs, besides them being an absolute bullshit house of cards, besides them being a just a complete juggernaut of destruction to the environment, they devalue the shit out of art, and it sends the message that the value of art is what's on its price tag. I absolutely agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I have a list of questions right here. I'm going to throw them to you since you're the young artist that is looking to the future, and I'm the old one looking back. What is the value of art? Uh, that that's an impossible to answer question. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> that's it's honestly whatever it means to that individual. So like, why? Like I brought up, who's afraid of pink, yellow, and blue, blue? Like to some people, I was like, oh, that's cool. People, the other people was worthless, and to some people, they just psychotically rip it apart. That's like it varies from person to person. And um. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna circle back with the next question. If you remember our discussion of Ben Shapiro, which may or may not air before this, why do people make art? Just fuck else we what else are we gonna do? Sit in trees and screw all day? That's that's kind of like what else the only other thing our species can do. Like well, we have so much time and so much shit is automated. We just like have to express our brain power since we're not running for our lives anymore. Let's put it in terms of counterculture. Why punk? and not modern jazz. What are you rebelling against? Hmm. Let's go back even further. Uh, during our talk about Ben Shapiro, we talked about uh, Entarte Kunst, wherein Hitler took all modern art, all counterculture art, put it on display and said it was made by degenerates. But he glorified the uh, traditional art that reflected his current values, the values of a, you know, racist and violent society. So if your society by default is racist, violent, sexist, homophobic, and bad, you make counterculture art to draw people's attention to this. You make art which is critical of the status quo. That's why punk, that's why you're rebelling. And the value of art is certainly not what's paid for it. But what is that? What are NFTs doing? They are turning Stripping art. That away. They're turning it into currency itself. So this is where I come back to our intro. You know, uh, what the KLF did is the antithesis of what NFTs are doing. 
Um, NFTs are turning art into currency, which is pro-capitalist, which is bypassing the value of counterculture art, bypassing the value of, uh, of why we create stuff. Uh, it, it's, taking, it's taking the idea of holding a mirror up to society and subverting it and turning it into capitalism. The art is now a self-justifying thing. So what the KLF did was they took money and set it on fire and recorded it. They turned it into art. And what the NFTs are doing is they're taking art and literally turning it into money. What do you think the, the long term uh, this does to artists and the community? Not good. Because like the old saying is like the, only the wealthy can control art. That, that would be literal in this case. That is literal in this case. I mean, we're getting people paying, you know, 60, 70 million for an NFT like that. Like, do you think they're yeah, buying the art? Have too much fucking money. Do you think they're even buying the art? No. They're not. They're doing it to brag. These are the people that buy tigers and, like, rank, run them around. They're weirdos that have nothing else going on in their lives and define themselves by their money. So, you know, when you, when you see these people that are just pissing away their millions for the bragging, um, what do you think of... And you've heard this as much as I have. Uh, but yeah, dude, yeah. it's good to see the artists. I like getting paid, right? Uh, they don't get paid. <laughs> That's not how NFTs work. I, I had a friend who told me it's the same thing as uh, transferring the ownership of the Mona Lisa. Do you think the Mona Lisa is owned by anybody? No. No, like, it's a like cultural said, Rich, heritage. <laughs> Rich, Rich, Rich Ashles just paid to have it hung up in their house. That's it. Art, okay, people may buy the painting, a painting, and everything, but art is belongs to everybody, right? Yes. It has a function in society, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say that there's counterculture art out there, like most of the art on the internet, and the freedom of the internet has subverted any means um, to control art, you know, anyone that wants us to all do traditional art, you know, Norman Rockwell bullshit that looks at society and says it's a-okay, um, they're going to try to control it through the purse strings. They're going to not buy, you know, uh, certain types of art. But then you get on the internet, you have complete freedom, and you find an audience, and you keep doing whatever you want. Um, so how do you get around that? If you're a fascist, for example, who doesn't like, you know, anti-fascist art you turn art into currency and you make people think the only value of art is as a token for currency you know i honestly never thought of it like this yeah <laughs> and you know something funny i don't think fascists are smart enough to come up with come up with that because let's be real they're all dumb well, they, yeah, that's how they end up fast fascists. They think <laughs> like, they are. This, this is probably something that's happening totally by accident. They're not smart enough to come up with this on their own. No, it's it's well, it's the natural result of rampant capitalism is what it is. It is yes. the most, yeah, most just violent, like direct version of capitalism. The result is fascism. Mm -hmm. Well, who would have thought that? Saying, uh, fascism is capitalism in peril. And so let's say someone decides that they, um, they really like a piece of art and they put it up on a tweet 
and they decide they want to uh, sell an NFT of that tweet. Since all an NFT is, is a uh, hyperlink in a ledger, you think people are posting other people's art and monetizing it, and all of a sudden... Probably, yeah. Yes. And all of a sudden, the link to someone else's art is worth more than the actual art they made. It's literally, like, not even figuratively and emotionally and psychologically devaluing art. Quite literally, people's art is worth less because it's not tokenized now. Did, did you know the Teletubbies made a fucking NFT? Oh, gosh, man. I saw that. That's... I, 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 I didn't even know the Teletubbies were still a thing, honestly. I thought that was just a childhood acid trip because that show was fucking weird. Oh, God, yeah. I'll say this, though. Uh, if there's anything that, uh, that that qualifies on children's programming as counterculture, it's got to be Teletubbies, right? I, I don't even know what that show is, man. It's like if you gave the butthole servers to told them to make a children's show. That's what it is. I, I actually thought that was the the, uh, the legit origin story of Teletubbies. Wait, really? I mean, it's as good as any other answer, right? <laughs> I, I don't even think the show has a plot. I'm... I All I remember is a sentient vacuum and that weird UFO that comes down, and it, just thinking back on it makes my brain hurt. Ow! I, I feel like the Teletubbies are the best example of the existential horror that NFTs give me. Like, even pretending they didn't make one after their April Fool's joke about, uh, what was it, like, Lolo Coin or something? I don't even know their names, but just the, like, pure fever dream of those being, a, like, I got, I really want to, were they big when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, I used to watch them all the time. Okay, that explains it then. Because I was thinking, I really want to meet someone who grew up on Teletubbies and see how much it fucked him up. <laughs> hey, hey! Uh, well, I am hanging out with you. So yeah, I was going to say, tell me I'm wrong, bro. <laughs> oh, man, like, yeah, that, that, that was what was on when I was a kid. Barney and freaking Teletubbies, that's it. Oh... Uh, let's see. Right when I was born is when SpongeBob was really picking up. That's like around my age gap. All right, man. SpongeBob. Golden age is SpongeBob, I should say. You could do much worse than SpongeBob. SpongeBob was actually SpongeBob pretty punk. Great. SpongeBob was pretty punk. Frankly, yeah. yeah. Don't you have to be? Don't to be stupid somewhere else? Not until four gets me every time. <laughs> uh, so, um. Just uh, on the subject of NFTs again, I mean, you the draw of them for artists is pretty obvious, right? You might make like, yeah, you know... Yeah, it's an instant payday, and like, we live in a capitalist system, every artist wants to live comfortably, but the thing is, they're not getting that. Yeah, and let's say you are an artist that, you know, you get the million dollar payday, and you have a million bucks in your in your pocket. Is it really worth it? I don't... Dude, I don't even know what the hell I do with a million dollars. Like... Is, I, I just throw it at my dad and say, here, invest this. I don't know what the hell to do with it. I'm going to go help my friends out and help my friends pay their bills and do whatever the hell I want now. Yeah. I don't have to work in, again in a day in my life. But you see, there, there's the artists that are getting these, you know, you know, five, six figure, seven figure paydays. None of them need it. I mean, you got the gorillas dropping NFTs. The gorillas are doing oh, fine. Oh man, that broke so many hearts, and I'm not even a gorillas fan. I am. I, I'm a fan of. Uh, I'm a fan of. Um, oh gosh, Blur too. Uh, same dude, and uh, he, I mean, the amount of money that he makes, um, you know, from song two. I mean, just as far and and 
you know, his residuals and everything. He doesn't... Wasn't Blur like the less douchey version of Oasis? Um... Nah, they were kind of just more like a... Uh, yeah, nothing like Oasis, actually. They were really... Um, oh, gosh, what was that band that uh, the, guy, the singer had a meltdown on Letterman? Um, the Vines, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were like them, except a little more arty. But, I mean... I, do, I, I, I can't... I feel like with NFTs, every artist has artistic principles that go right out the window when someone says a million bucks. Yeah, but like most of these guys are well off anyway. Gorillas is like a rock and roll legend at this point. They don't have to work again on a day in their lives. What the fuck do they need an NFT? That's yeah. what's in me. Yeah, they're and, a multi-million selling band. And what is the point of them outside money? Because they don't do anything for art. No one's. And I want to reiterate this because I said it before, but no one's buying an NFT for the art. They're buying it for the token. So you know. Because you know, you know what NFTs are? Since we brought up paintings, they're the snooty people that trade famous paintings. That's what they are. Yeah. And they're not buying the painting. They don't care about they, art. They, they, there's no appreciation for it whatsoever. That's what it is. Yeah, they hang it. They hang it. And they, maybe they'll hang it. Oh, gosh. You know what? Uh, you know what it reminds me of? And if we're going to talk tech bros... Um, Oh, are we gonna make fun of Elon Musk? Because I heard he made an NFT. Oh gosh, no! I didn't, I I can't stand any more Elon Musk information. He's oh, a, he's already burned it out. Oh man! But do you remember the pharma bro that jacked up the price of insulin? Oh, that cunt! He should have been shot. Yeah, and remember what he oh, did after he, that with all the money he made. Right. That they, those are the two people that we collectively society says, okay, go to the wall, motherfucker. <laughs> Do you remember when he used all the money he made from murdering thousands of people that depended on insulin um, to buy a, like, you know, gold copy of a Wu-Tang album that no one w would ever hear for whatever? Oh, why the fuck did Wu-Tang do that again, make an album with only one copy? Yeah, uh, and... Because, like, what the... Because they didn't have NFTs <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but that's what it is. It's tech bro buying a Wu-Tang album. That probably doesn't get... Even if the guy is a Wu-Tang fan, like, what the fuck? The, dude, the, the dude's probably too racist to be a Wu-Tang fan. Let's be real. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, like, the whole thing is just, like... Oh, God. I hate these people. I hate them so much. Uh, same here. But it's, a, it's like a vulgar display of wealth. Um, yeah, that's what it is. And that's what I said is bizarre. Bizarre to me. People flaunt wealth. I'm like, wealth is literally meaningless. It's a means to an end. It's a reason why we don't hug gold nuggets around. Yeah. All of it is meaningless. All of it only has value to, because we say it does. And the fact you wrap your entire identity around it is sad and pathetic. Oh, man. And, and like, my, my dad's a, an old school like Reagan economics dude. And even he agrees with me on this point that some people have too much money to spend. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a limit for a Reagan Republican. Let that sink in. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you know, OK, there's a uh, there's a movie from back in the day um, that uh, it, it's it's a lot like um, sort of like the staircase. Uh, if you remember that Netflix series, it's based on a on a real thing. Um, Al, it's, it's a case that Alan Dershowitz, a famous pedophile, uh, argued in court. And uh, what basically the deal was is a very rich man killed his very rich wife to inherit her very big fortune. And it took place in the 80s, and it was a huge case. And, you know, 
think about today what you think of as very rich. Think about Bezos. Think about, um, you know, how much money you think when you think of um, uh, Bill Gates. Think about these people. Uh, think about Mike Bloomberg and what you're thinking of as very rich. Then think back to the 80s and, and the amount of money this guy murdered his wife for. His pocket changed to them. Four million dollars. It's, it's literally pocket change to them. That, it's like a at the time, in the 80s, that was enough to kill over. People said, well, that was $4 million. This was people that, you know, never had to work. These are people that never, like, they, their entire life was playtime. They spent all of their time, you know, just, you know, the, the absolute, like, trope of, you know, spoiled rich kids that couldn't ever spend the amount of money they had. And it was $4 million. And Mike Bloomberg has $70 billion right now? Oh, Bloomberg's a cunt. Oh, gosh. He can afford to run for president uh, just to fuck with Bernie. Oh, God. I, I swear, that dude is, was more of a fascist than Trump. He just gave me those vibes. Oh, he is, yeah. I mean, uh, like, his his entire campaign was, was mocking politics, which you'd think would be cool, but it was done in, like, a... And my parents liked him for some reason. That pissed me off. Oh, uh, gosh. it's I can't imagine... You know what? I, there was this weird thing where a lot of, I, I'm guessing you said your dad's a Reagan Republican, but a lot of Republicans like Bloomberg. And I think... Well, well it was, I should, no, should clarify. My dad is a Reagan, Reagan Republican without the whole homophobia thing, as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> not, not sure. Not sure about the whole racism thing, because he does say some yikesy stuff on occasion. Yeah, my parents do, too. Um, I, uh, I think yeah. when you say Reagan Republican, most people think um, as far as his, you know, government cheese type economic policy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 to uh, a degree. I mean, my dad still thinks Ayn Rand was a twat, so there's a limit for him. Yeah. So... It sounds like he has a modicum of compassion for the human condition. The idea of universal health care, so I honestly have no clue where he lands if you put him on a political compass test. Oh, uh, but man, yeah, so it's just this complete made-up house of... You know what it is? Uh, that I, I, It is exactly like the stock market. You know what we saw You know, with GameStop earlier this year? Oh, man, that was great. That's the same mechanism that is fueling NFTs right now. It's a gold rush of things that have no intrinsic value, but if you pull the right levers behind the scenes, somebody makes a million dollars. And I don't like that they're trying to make it about art. And uh, I really hate seeing artists boil it down to so-and-so is getting paid. But the KLF burned a million dollars. That's a fucking artist right there. Uh, an artist is not someone that will burn down the rainforest for a million dollars. Do you know how much, um, you know, selling a print online, uh, you know, like an art print, I'm a visual artist, that's what I sell. It is to, to use up the same amount of energy that it takes to verify one NFT, you'd have to sell 91 art prints. It's 91 times more worse for the amount. They're poorly fucking designed for how much energy they make up. Yeah, it, well, it, like we said, it was just something these people made up kind of just a, as a what if and without improving the system, without thinking about it, tech bros jumped in and said, yeah, that'll do. I can exploit that. <laughs> Emerald Diamond Boy Elon Musk go, woohoo! <laughs> and they're just, you know, laughing their way. And, and it's, I, I think, what's it, Dash, uh, he had a line in the article that I was reading. Uh, I'm going to read it here. Uh, he said, 
If NFT prices suddenly plunge, these investors will try to buy polo horses or Davos tickets with cryptocurrencies instead. Think of a kid who spent the day playing skee ball and now has a whole lot of tickets to spend. Every toy looks enticing. NFTs have become just such a plaything. Freaking man. And that's really, I mean, that's really what it is because I've been saying this. This is like, you know what a blood diamond is? Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, really quick like aside. The diamonds on the market. Every diamond is a blood diamond, yes. I used to work yes. in international shipping. Um, we had rules. You couldn't improve import zinc from the Congo because uh, it was a conflict zone. Um, when I sent, you know, compliance forms out to my factories uh, to say, now you didn't get your zinc from the Congo, did you? The compliance form was them writing back, yes. That's just, it. No one checked. Yes. They said, no did guilt you, whatsoever. You, now you did, you did this right, didn't you? Uh, Mi Ling in uh, Zhao Gang. Yes. Okay, cool. That's all I need to know. That is the exact same for diamonds. It's uh, every diamond is a blood diamond. So it's like ripping a blood diamond from the hands of a three-fingered toddler who's forced to work in the uh, you know mines every day, um, stapling a drawing you made to the blood diamond, and then selling it for a million dollars and saying, wow, my art's worth a million dollars. Except it burns down the rainforest in the process. Yes. <laughs> and... Is any no one's buying the art you staple to your fucking blood diamond? They're buying the diamond because it has intrinsic value. Uh, even though diamonds really don't have any intrinsic value, and that's you, also invented. You know what I would do with this if NFTs weren't so damaging, damaging to the environment? What's that? Just to make a point of how stupid NFTs are, take a picture of my butt crack and attach an NFT to it. Oh gosh, I guarantee if we Google it, there's some bullshit like. That. Because if somebody hasn't made that artistic point already, I am going to be disappointed. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It would be so great to do anti-NFTs, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, it'd be on the level of that, uh, what's the name of that famous piece where someone just submitted a toilet to an art gallery? Oh. See what they could get away with? Yeah. Oh, man. Dadaist, um, uh, absurdist art NFTs. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I'd do if it wasn't horribly damaging the environment. I'd just take a picture of my butt and put it, slap an NFT on it and say, pay me a million bucks for my ass. <laughs> and somebody would because they go, okay, I'm going to buy the token. And then you know what would happen? Some fucking tech company would write an article about it and the article would be like, have NFTs gone too far? Yeah. And I'd they'd sell of more of them until it collapsed the fucking house of cards. Freaking, I, if they came to interview me, I'd dance on that shit. Like, yeah, I fucking did this. What are you going to do about it, bitch? Oh, I might man. do my wiener next. You want, and, and you want to know what the ultimate irony of all of this is? Uh, aside from the fact that uh, Gorillaz is an environmentalist band. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh, are they? They're right. They, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, that probably pisses you off more now, doesn't it? Oh my God, how do they do this? I mean, okay, I gotta Look, ask this, I, and before I get to I my even- shit about the gorillas. I love them, I, yeah, I, I love their music. I'm just gonna assume they don't know what an NFT fully was. No, uh, I don't think there's any room for assumptions here. I think, and you can tell me where you land with this, if you do an NFT, you're off the fucking artistic roll call, right? Because it's not just selling out, it's selling out other people. It's selling out the environment other people rely on. It's devaluing the work of other artists so that you can get more for yours, right? You're no longer an artist. You're just a grifter at that point. 
I think me bringing up like gorillas environmentalism just pissed you off more now. Oh my god! Like I said it before, but everybody has you know values as an artist until maybe they can make a million dollars. Like I'm gonna be honest here, if someone came out to me and offered me a million dollars, it'd be tempting. But I don't think I could stomach doing it. Oh yeah, of course you'd be tempted. Everybody like wants. You'd never there. have to work again. Even for only a million dollars, you would never work again. You could make that last, living simply. Hell, living well. I think that I did the math at some point and uh, working my, if I work till I'm in my 70s, I will almost have made a million dollars my entire, you know, life, uh, you know, at the, at the average pay scale I'm at. Someone gives me one million dollars right now, I know for a fact I'll never have to work again. Pay off my house, pay my bills, uh, you know, invest a little bit of it and let it uh, grow so I have something for inflation's sake. Of course you'd be tempted. Who wouldn't be? But the pro the difference between, you know... But what, but what cost does that temptation come at is the question. And, and it's not even just the cost to you, because I, I, I honestly don't believe so much in the idea of selling out. I think that's a lot like, of bullshit. Yeah, that's that's honestly vague. It's a vague idea at most. Like, you like, I watered down on an album for money because I would like to do music for the rest of my life, okay? Like, that's respectable to a degree, yeah, yes. I mean, and not to mention, most people that say an artist sell, sold out, they mean, I didn't like that album, is what they mean. Yeah, or they mean, like, they're famous now, I feel uncool listening to them. That's what it is. Right. It's like the shit people threw at Nirvana and Metallica when they did Nevermind in the Black Album. Yeah, and, like, I think if an artist makes an album that's different than their first album, I know for a fact they didn't sell out. Selling out would be dogmatically doing the same music that made you famous over and over because you know your fans will keep paying for it. Do, every artist changes and does something different over the time. That's if, if you don't see artists, you know, putting out a bad album because they wanted to try something new, you mm. know, they're, they're oh, fucking... Oh, man, I can't wait until I put up my first bad album. Ah. That's going to be a trip. <laughs> Uh, even my favorite. Because uh, like, like, my artistic ambition is always going to lie in punk, but there's also a lot of st other stuff I'd like to do outliers off of, like Berlin-era David Bowie and play with hip-hop and that sound. Oh, man. You know, I think me doing that would be hilariously bad, so I can't wait to do it. Of course, you know what's going to happen to you, right? You're going to get the... Uh, you're going to get the uh, Len, you're going to get the Chumbawamba, and you're going to get the KLF effect, where your I'm going to fuck around and do this becomes your big hit. And then when you go to do your regular work, everyone's going to hate it. Uh, but would I really care? No. I mean, because, like, once you make that big hit, you're basically set for life as far as money goes, so... Yeah, and, and people like and people like to say, oh, you know, it's not as much as you think. Uh, well, it kind of is. I mean, I, I, um, I've talked about this before, but not on the show. Uh, my friend, uh, my friend Rich, who, did, who was in LFO, um, he, they had that one big hit, Summer Girls, and, um... He saved all the money he made from that, and, uh, and you know, he died young, unfortunately, but he was able to afford the best treatment because he saved all his money. He made enough in royalties from those that one, you know, couple years in his life when he was a hot deal that, you know, he, he said, Freaking, he, I could have retired. Like he just, he, he liked to do art, so he kept touring. Yeah, like uh, the thing, the funny thing with Chumba Wumba is the second tub thumping is that we came on, they're like, okay, now we're going to do folk music. Yes. Which made sense. I mean, that song is very folk. I mean, punk is just folk before guitar with electric guitars. Let's yeah. be real. Folk was punk before electric guitars were invented. Yeah. In a lot of ways, like I could prove it mathematically if I wanted to. But, I, uh, but whereas going like 
so it's not just that these people are getting large sums of money. You know, I don't care. They're selling out. I don't believe in that concept. I think it's bullshit. But what they're doing is selling out other people. And yes. that's where it's fucked up. Either cutting mm-hmm. the legs out of other artists. Yeah. And like, uh, let's see, what's another? Oh, like Metallica has a beer now. And that's another example of selling out. People throw at them. And I'm like, yeah, that's cringy as hell. And it probably tastes like shit. Like yep. all beer does fight me. <sighs> Even Yingling? Who's Yingling? Okay, you shouldn't be talking about beer. Uh, no, seriously, explain this to me. Who the hell is Yingling? Oh, God. Yingling is a local brewery that if you go into any bar within 500 miles of our location well, and Mike, say, I'd like a lager, they're going to give you a yang- Yingling. Myself. I'd like to not kill myself with alcohol. Uh, no, a Yingling is a lager beer. Uh, you know, you drink some whiskey drink, you drink some lager drink, Yingling. Ah. It's a type of beer. It's, it's a brand. They also make ice cream. They actually started as an ice cream company. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, oh, before you even got into just complaining about, uh, about the way that NFTs are undercutting other artists, um, here's, the, here's the last thing that Dash says in their article lamenting the, uh, where tech bros have taken this, uh, this little, basically, tech demo they made in 2014. Is it utter regret? Yeah, basically, they say the result of the gold rush is NFTs becoming a tool which is antithetical to their original intent. People are now creating NFTs of other artists' work without asking permission or letting the artist know, meaning that the stolen work is now the verified, legit copy of the work and worth more than the original, which was the very problem, if you remember, of Tumblr posts stealing art that was trying to be fixed by this. Uh, God, the irony would be hilarious if it wasn't so horrifically damaging to the planet. Ah, oh, man. It's it's also just, like, low-key awesome that everybody now is talking about, um, wait, this shit started on Tumblr? <laughs> God. But, yeah, uh, I think that sort of brings me to, I gotta, I actually just gotta take a piss and eat dinner, but, uh, <laughs> uh but, man. It brings us to the end. Brings us to the end, and, uh, I don't know, your final you thoughts. Oh uh, gosh, your final thoughts. I mean, just as an artist, what do you hold, what do you think about this process? What does it do to the art scene? And what, like, it's like it's it's the like internet version of snotty ass rich people buying paintings. That's what it is, and displaying them and jerking themselves off about it. That's what it is. I think I think I agree, but I'd also add, and what you do when you buy one of those paintings is take the brush out of somebody else's hand and burn down yeah. their house. And, and and the forest. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I just cannot believe I didn't know that the gorillas were an environmentalist band because I just listened to the music. I never googled them in my life. Like you didn't realize Plastic Beach had an environmentalist message. I should have, in retrospect. Uh, <laughs> but because I never listened to them, and I figured it out real quickly by looking at the cover. I'm like, oh hey, environmentalist band. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes shit goes right over my head. I'm too busy. You know what it is? I'm too busy listening, going, "Oh, that's a G sharp in there." Yes, very astute. Uh, yes. You know the the what like for like more, more the more punk listeners, you know would be like uh, for what like the what gorillas did with the NFT is the equivalent of the crass going. You know, Margaret Thatcher was actually awesome. That's what it, that's what it's like to most of their fans. Or skinny it's puppy coming out to say animal testing was okay. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh gosh, you know, NFTs are the Margaret Thatcher of art. Oh uh, yeah, fuck Thatcher. Yeah, yeah. I'm Not gonna... in a fun way, that bitch was horrible. Nah. Fuck NFTs. <clears throat> they, uh, I yeah, mean, they, they destroy the art community, they devalue art, and the worst, what's happening is a lot of artists are buying in on it and thinking that this is going to be a living. It's a house of cards. It's going to fall. It's going to ruin more lives than it makes. And as far as getting paid being a justification uh, in art, you need more than money for it to, uh, you know, the value is not the price tag. That's my final thought. Anything that turns the value into price tag is, you know, wrong. <laughs> but all right, I guess that wraps it up. I'm going to go grab something to eat. I'll, uh, what do you want to do next week? Next week, 